Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Sellernomics. My name is Lisa Kinski, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rob Stanley. And we have another very exciting episode for you guys today. We have Mel's Terlau on with us from Intellivy. And we are going to be talking about uncovering the metrics of, of success Excuse me, on Amazon for 2023 and beyond. So Mel's, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank Excellent. you so much. So let's just jump straight into it, Mel. So what are the metrics that Amazon sellers need to be paying attention to to be successful on the platform now and looking forward? Um, well, there's the the basic. I think it's still the most important of the basic metrics, like click-through rate, CTR, and conversion rate, CVR. I mean, those are the elements to focus on. And it sounds kind of, well, obvious for most people. But what we've seen is that a lot of people have, like they focus much more on like some gimmicks and and hacks, but it's basically this. It's ever like it, it's always been, but it becomes much more important these days. If you look to what the algorithm is doing, how the algorithm evolved over the last couple of years, like CTR is the click, and everything is intertwined. So if you get the click, you get traffic. If you get traffic, you can you can convert it into a sale. Um, so the first most important thing to say is click through rate. Um, get people in your store so they can actually see what you can offer, what you're offering, and then can be persuaded to buy. Um, so those are the most important metrics. To click through in conversion. So yeah. you mentioned already that algorithm. Talk about that a little bit. How have we seen the Amazon algorithm change over, I, I guess, pick any amount of time because it's probably changed greatly since COVID at least, I mean. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, how, many, how much time do we have on this call? <laughs> we'll talk about that for hours. Um, no, if, if um, I've did several presentations in our mastermind that we run. Um, we have over around 80 sellers in our mastermind already for five years since 2018. So this is the fifth year this year. And um, we come together and actually what we've done in the beginning already in since 2017, 2018, we dove deep into the Amazon algorithm because we've seen, uh, we, we've been around since 2014 uh, on Amazon. And pretty early on, we found out that a lot of things have been changed already and we're changing. So we focused on, hey, where is this going? Right, we, we, we saw a, a trend. Like, for example, in the beginning, it was easy to, for example, buy reviews on Fiverr. I'm not sure if many sellers that have been around since 2012, 2013, 2014, they know that. Um, you could go to Fiverr, literally buy a five-star review, right? So that's one of the things that have been changing. Um, Amazon came and changed that in 2016 or something, 2017. You could no longer do that. Um, another thing that changed in the beginning, you could run uh, coupons and with 60, 70, 80% off, you would have the same impact and sales velocity as doing a real giveaway. Well, that changed when Amazon changed. Uh, for example, on the review side, uh, they changed verified and unverified reviews, uh, or they added that. Uh, and any uh, deal over 60% off and later that changed to 40% off um, was considered an unverified review instead of a verified review. Uh, then the impact of um, uh, a giveaway with a coupon or a rebate or no, a coupon, a money off, 
um, had less impact than a full price buy. So that was another thing that changed. And those are just some of the changes. So we all know that in the beginning, you had tools like Viral Launch. You could have like one-time use coupons. You could use Facebook to drive traffic. And then with the super URL added to it, and everything worked perfectly. It was just an amount, the matter of like how much money can you invest. And that was actually, well, that was the, the the root cause of your success basically if you were able to give away like 2000 units in a couple of weeks then you were on top of every keyword you can imagine and that changed into much a much more sophisticated way of doing it um amazon changed that they were able to filter out the uh, the coupons from the non-coupons the the real buys from the fake buys the super urls from the real time on page kind of traffic so um, everything got much more sophisticated to actually launch products. So these are just a handful of changes that we've seen over the last couple of years. And with that, it became much harder to game the system. Still, um, it is possible. It was possible, like up until, well, it's still possible if you are very, very savvy. Um, but we've seen stuff. Uh, I'm not, I don't say we played with it, but um, uh, we've seen stuff like, like bot traffic. You could have like literally uh, bots. We've made bots our own, like, proxy servers, residential proxies, um, and then sending fake traffic to any location you can think of. Um, just to analyze, of course, what our competitors were doing. Get me right. Mm -hmm. um, but anything, anyway, it, it worked. But that's not working anymore. Amazon got much more sophisticated with detecting those kind of strategies to doing stuff against it to, to counter that. Um, so, and with that, if gamification or, or, well, gaming the system becomes harder, then what do you go, what can you focus on? Like the the tide has shifted completely from that end, right? So in the beginning, it was it was, didn't matter if you had a good product. It was just like how many how many tricks do you have up your sleeve, and that was well, that was basically the result of your success, or resulted in your success. And right now, it 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 gets much more back to the basics. So like how good is your product? How well are people interacting with it? How happy are customers with the product? Um, um, so that's why CTR is very important. Like how many people see your product and then click on your product. So that means that your product has a good price, good review rate. Uh, the listing looks enticing. Uh, the perception is correct. So then they click and they go to your listing. The next is if they are on your listing and they're converting pretty well, they, that shows Amazon like, Hey, your product is, is, is of high interest. And if your conversion rate plus your CTR is higher than the market average, that's the, re well, that results in, in, in increased keyword rank. So it is much harder these days to game the system. And what we believe is that it gets harder and harder all the time. Like anytime we are with like the, the biggest sellers uh, and we talk about it, we always joke about how easy stuff was in 2016, like to launch product and launch brand. Um, it was really, really super easy. And that resulted in sometimes products on top of search that were not the best products, um, but they just had the deepest pockets to actually game the system the best with with one well, of the most fancy and black hat tricks they could think of. And that's, well, sometimes from the Far East, you see these, these sellers still coming, um, but that gets harder and harder. So what we see happening right now is that you have to go back to the basics because if a normal product quality and the perception and the persuasion is what actually um, depends, well, the success depends on those elements, you have to focus on these elements to actually get successful. And, and that's a big difference in what happened before because like a couple of years ago, it, it, well, again, I'm going to repeat myself, but it was not the best product that were selling the best. It was the one that were gaming the system the best. And I'm happy that that change is coming, but that also um, requires a lot of other tricks, um, a lot of other strategies in the hands of sellers 
to do it right. And what we what we see happening a lot in the market is that there is so little focus on those elements. And most of it is like, oh, what can we do different in PPC? Where can we get external traffic? Um, instead of like, how can I develop products correctly? So my product has an advantage over my competition. My product is actually better, has more features, uh, or I'm, I'm better in painting like the perception for the, for the customers. Uh, and then how can I persuade customers better? Like that's where we believe the, the next, um, the next phase of, of, of the battle is being fought. And we've seen that like with, with bigger brands, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, had a, a, a chat with, uh, with another like hundred million dollar seller and like they were saying exactly the same thing and they're crushing it. They, they're doing, they're growing, like they, they're tripling their revenue over the last three years. And this year, um, I think they're growing over like $120 million in sales. So that's, and that's after COVID, right? In, in 2019, they did $8 million in sales. So they're doing pretty well. And what they do, and they preach that from the rooftops, um, like focus on the basics, focus on the basics. And they're also telling all these sellers that come up with like me too products, like stop doing that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yes, you can sell in very competitive markets, but your product have to be better than others. And you have to be very good at the perception. Design is super important. Crafting the right title, testing it um, until you found that like you have the sweet spot and then constantly evolve. Like because your competitors will follow you, they will copy you. So you have to stay ahead of the game all the time. And that's like, like well, you have to be neck deep into this 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 material and and follow the market what's happening and then adapt and 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 change if 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 everybody zigs then you zag and and but then do it right so that's what we we believe is is a change that that's happening right now and from an algorithmic perspective um there's one thing I can mention as well is like Amazon has been focusing a lot on the cold start problem and the cold start problem is the problem that if new products come on Amazon they don't sell because people don't find them. And the reason is that these other products that are selling pretty well, they are on top of search. They have these 60,000, 100,000 reviews sometimes for a good price. Um, and they're attracting most of the customers. And that's a system that keeps itself in place. And that's a pain in the rear, rare for Amazon uh, because they know that right now they're losing it when it comes to social media. Social media is much faster in detecting trends mm -hmm. than Amazon. And they want to fix that and they will fix that. And if they fix that, it will be a game changer because that will mean that these listings that are now on top of search that are not the best product, but they have this 60,000 reviews, um, they will fall off their pedestal and will be replaced by other products, newer products that are actually better quality and people have, they like these products better. So the customers are more satisfied for the, about these products. And, um, and that's what Amazon is talking about a lot. Like we know some people in the Amazon search department I will not mention names, um, but we're following them. We met them on some of the, the events that they have uh, where they speak and talk and these machine learning and AI uh, events. Um, and that's how we interacted with them. Like, hey, you know, how are you going to fix that? And they're very open about how they're trying to do that. And actually we hinted like, maybe you have to look at this and that, and that might help. But I'm very happy with that because that means that the normal natural way of selling and, and, and buying will be implemented in Amazon as well. And we and it will be the end of the era of gamification. And the same happened. It's not something new. Like if you look to Google, um, and Rob, I think you've been around in, in, online a lot. Um, in 26, 27, 28, it was very easy to make shit tons of money um, on Google. Like you, you could you could get, like SEO was, was, was very easy to do. And it was very easy to gamify. 
or, or to game the system, so to speak. And then we got these Google slaps and the panda and the penguin and the whole zoo updates that they have. And everything changed. And a lot of people lost their businesses, completely lost their businesses. So and we believe that the same thing is happening a little bit more slowly, but it's it's also happening with Amazon. So big sellers listening, be prepared. You better you better follow. And what we always say is that we go where the puck is going. We don't want to go where the puck is, right? So if, if everything moves into a certain direction, we wanna we wanna make sure that we are the first ones being in that position when um shit hits the fan, so to speak. And we believe, and we did a prediction last year, 24 months. I gave it 24 months, and then we have like this massive change uh, on Amazon. And we've seen Amazon testing it a lot. Like we follow data, we scrape, I think, more data than anyone else. We have complete tools that scrape like, what is it, like 300,000 listings on Amazon like every day. Like, and then and then 500 data points, like all the sections you see in recommendation engine, we scrape the data. And that's how we like follow these trends and see. And we've seen that in September 2021, Amazon did a check and a test with that. Uh, and it was a massive one. And those days it was very easy that there was a time that you had a new product, no reviews. Um, and sometimes in like three, four, five days, you sold over like 250 units. If you kind of hit it the sweet spot, it was like the first, um, like a very short honeymoon period. Um, you were doing the, and sometimes you didn't have to do anything for that. Like some, somehow it clicked the first data, the first sessions you got were very good converting sessions and boom, you, you somehow on some keywords ranked to the top. Or, but more important, like in the recommendation engine, that's the other side of Amazon. Amazon marketing machine is what we call it. You gain position very, very fast, with no good reason. Um, and 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 that was a kind of unheard of in the in the years before. Um, but well, that's just some of the things that that we believe that is going to change. So back to the basics is is basically the mantra that not only we say, but also if you if you if you go to like the big sellers, um, the really big sellers that are growing today, that are growing like over the nine figures a, a year in sales. They mention exactly the same thing. Like copycatting is over. You have to go back to the basics, make great products and make them look great and then persuade customers based on what they really need, want and desire. Uh, and that's that's the key for success. And of course, the promotion and the traffic, you have to s still send it. But if the basics are not right, your products don't stick, right? So you can do whatever you want. They can be on top of search maybe for a day or two, but then drop off because the metrics are not good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. I, that, I, I loved how you mentioned the whole Google thing, because when Google made that change with the penguin and stuff, all the websites that had done the basics, done the work, really created the backlinks and all the SEO, uh, they stayed, they stayed right at the top. And, and that same thing's happening with Amazon, right? The ones that put in the work really make their listings quality. They're staying there. They're still staying at that top ranking. You yep. did bring up, uh, you know, feedback ratings a lot. And I want to, I want to address that a little bit more or have you address that a little more. Uh, what are you kind of seeing as far as trends with either external traffic or social media or influencers helping kind of keep uh, that feedback rating and keep them up? Uh, that, that's more traffic, I guess. But, you know, uh, when it comes to feedback, what about Vine? But when it comes to traffic, what about like external when it comes to influencers or, uh, you know, Google, still Google ads? What's your thought on that? Well, Amazon is looking much more to the holistic, the holistic view. Um so back in the days, it was it was and we always call it like pillars. Like you had all these pillars that was keyword rank, for example. That you had PPC and you had like reviews and if and, and sometimes if you did well on your keyword rank, then keyword rank was equals sales. So if your keyword ranks to the top, then you got sales. What we've seen happening is that that's, that kind of shifted. So so and if you look to the metrics correctly, many times you can see sales comes first and then you get good keyword rank, which is unheard of but we know why that is because amazon first 
and that's that they rank you in the Amazon marketing machine, which is the recommendation engine, which is all the sections. If you go to a certain list, you see all these sections like recommended products, uh, sponsored products related to this item, um, uh, compared the product compared to this item. Those sections is 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 and also like if you product add a, uh, add a product to cart, you see like suggestions there, right? Very hard to measure. But that's that's a very important uh, element of Amazon, as well as the emails that they send. If you bought, for example, diapers, you probably get an email of like baby wipes. And you don't get one, you get like 15 of those emails because Amazon know that people that are buying diapers, like like 75% of them are also buying baby wipes. And these that's what we call product change. Anyway, um, um, what we've seen happening as well, like with external traffic, external traffic is... Is, is still very important, not only to send external traffic to Amazon, but Amazon is looking to the holistic picture around your brand. So if, and we have these tools ourselves, so we can measure, like if, if you name me any brand, give me two days, I know exactly on which social media they've been posting in the last last six months. I know exactly what kind of articles they've been mentioned in the last 12 months, uh, what the backlinks were, I, um, I can see the interaction, I can see uh, the amount of, of, of uh, Twitter shares that have been done, the amount of um, uh, Instagram uh, posts that have been shared that, that share that specific article, so to speak. So that whole ecosystem, we can measure it with the tools that we have. And I'm knowing one thing for sure, Amazon can do exactly the same. So they know how um, people like your brand, not only on Amazon when they look to like how much traffic do you get, but also from like, how are you doing on social? If you post something on social, is your product something of, of, of that people like uh, and love? And how is that compared to other brands in the marketplace? So external traffic is not only important to send it to Amazon. External traffic is very important for brand building because Amazon can can measure your brand dominance, so to speak. I'm, I'm sure they can. And we've seen it in articles as well, like that I look to YouTube. Like if your product is mentioned on YouTube, they can actually measure that. They see like your product is mentioned on YouTube and you have an X amount of like comments, X amount of views in X amount of time. And that determined, uh, they determine the, the likability of your product based on those factors as well. So, so it, it's not, it's like, it's not this silo thinking anymore. Like Amazon is Amazon. And then outside of Amazon is outside of Amazon. No, it's all interconnected. And I, I'm sure like a lot of sellers are doing very good on, on, on D2C. Um, they know that if their sales increase with a very good campaign, for example, on, on their Shopify site, their Amazon sales increase. And they think it's about spillover. They think that, you know, that's spillover because I get more traffic on my site and people want to buy the product on Amazon. So they type the, the keyword in Amazon, but then they look to the metrics and they see that the branded searches that you can see right now with, with the uh, search query performance reports are not increasing. So why is that? It is because Amazon sees that your product is of high interest compared to your competitors in the marketplace. And that's for them, they determine like, hey, your product probably have to be like higher in the in the Amazon recommendation engine. And that's where you get more sales. So then you see that everything is interconnected with each other. Maybe a little bit technical, but that's that's what we've seen. So if it comes about external traffic, like yeah, there are many, many strategies you can you can you can you can follow, but most important is you need to hit your craft like every day, everywhere. Um and you have to like if if you're working with influencers, do it constantly. Don't do any push with a lot of uh sponsored kind of influencers. Also try to get it done organically because well there are those sites where you can say like hey uh, you know i want to uh, i want to buy like 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 200 posts on on, on um, like instagram uh posts for example like like sponsored content but sponsored content can be manipulated amazon knows that everybody knows that like and 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 for instagram it's important that sponsored is mentioned like if someone has this deal mm -hmm. so how can you get that done organically like what do, what kind of process can you implement do it organically 
and then your own socials and how much engagement do you have? Like one guy, a great friend of mine is David Guillaume with, with Mary Ruth Organics. Probably, I think most of most of the people in the space know the guy. He's very, doing very, very well on social media. And 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 we've been working with him for the last couple of years. Um, and, and we follow the trend. And actually, we, we've helped him like, like getting some of the strategies. And we've seen that the post that he had like most um, that had the highest impact with a post of like he got twins a couple of years ago and his wife was posting about that it was a very, very good one. Had nothing to do with his product, nothing. But that actually increased a lot of credibility, a lot of likability for his brand and increased his sales tremendously across the board. So on his own site and also on Amazon, which is weird, right? At least it's not weird, but it's it's not direct, so to speak. So so that's where, where you see like this holistic thing is not something, not, 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 um, it's not a hypothesis. It's something that you that you can see if you if you look closely, you can see that that's happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. It, external traffic is much more becoming much more important in the future as well. But that's the same thing. The basics are like brand building. If people like your product, they should talk about it. If they don't like it, they don't talk, right? So how can you make people talk? Well, then there's a very uh, fine line between between um, uh, gaming it, like trying to artificially create it, and to do it organically. Right. So so if your product is not good, you cannot do it organically, but you can do it. You can try to fake it. Right. You can try to buy it uh, your way in. Um, but what if you can do that organically and you have a higher engagement rate, a higher um, uh, brand dominance rate compared to your com competition? That will have a direct impact on how well you do on Amazon. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we'll take a quick break. You just gave us a lot of good info to digest. We're going to hear from our sponsor and then we'll come back to the key metrics to pay attention to in 2023 and beyond. So we'll be back in just a second. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at katita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, be sure to head over to katita.com forward slash sellernomics for the first 400 FBA reimbursements. We've got Mel's Terlau with us with Intellivy talking about the metrics that Amazon sellers should be paying attention to to succeed in the 2023 and beyond on Amazon, of course. And uh, Mel's, thank you so much. Rob, I think that you had another question for Mel's. Yeah, I had a, another follow-up question. Uh, a little bit different though. Going back to the metrics, uh, have you seen certain metrics that maybe some of the Amazon sellers focus in on that maybe distracts them from moving forward. Like they're just so concentrating on these certain metrics that it's like, hey, it's distracting you from the metrics you should really be focused on uh, to be able to move forward. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Mel? Well, what we've seen is that there's a lot of well, data paralysis uh, or paralysis by analysis, so to speak. There's so much data out there right now with the Amazon SQP reports, like uh, the, the the search term reports. You can find anything, uh, uh, anything in there. Sometimes it's hard for it to make sense. So then they're diving in like, does it mean this? Does it mean that? we like, if you invest that time in focusing on the basics on your listing, like make your product look good, make you make good products first, make it look good, and then persuade your customers. So start digging into what your customers really want because that's the difference. That's where you can change it. Like you can bid any 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 budget on any keyword. And, 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 and if you send, well, if you have traffic and you can increase it, but that doesn't mean that your product is better or that people understand it better. So if you you cannot force CTR, you cannot. You can get your product on top of search. You can have it at at, at top of search uh, PPC. Um, that's where people are focusing a lot of like, hey, PPC is where where the game is won. I know sellers doing over 100 million that don't spend a dime on PPC, not a single dime, which is weird. And then you talk to others, that's impossible. It's not impossible. 
I don't mention the name, but it's actually a pretty big seller. Um, and that's very interesting and inspiring. Like, how do you do that? Well, they're good at one thing, making very good product. This guy is a maniac in making great products. And he is, he's a freak when it comes to how your listings, like what your listing should look like. So I think that if if the time that people spend on diving in all those keywords and those 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 um, the, the the well the, the diving in the data and then trying to make all these fancy sheets and and dig in, dig into it like every week or every day um, is not going to change it. Like if your product is not good, it's not good. So you have to listen to consumers, try to analyze and, and compare your product with your competition and see if you're better and not in your eyes but in the eyes of your consumers. Right? What do they think? And and what what is that the, the little twist that you can make? Is sometimes it's a very very little thing that you can make that you can change that your 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 conversion rate is increasing like 10, 15, 20 percent sometimes, um, just because people understand it a little bit better. And sometimes your CTR the same thing. You go from two point forty five to six point five percent CTR, which is an insane increase. Why? Because you change something on your main image that people say, oh yeah, that's the problem. I already you fix that. Awesome. And it can be simple as like having a a, a well, a, a simple red bar with a with a single word on a packaging that you've added to your image, like simple as that. But to find out what it actually is, that requires time and energy. Focus on those elements. That's where the difference is made. And if you do that correctly, all your keywords, for all the relevant keywords, will increase. And we see that people try to fit themselves into a box where they don't belong. So they say, "Oh, all these keywords, I want to rank for this specific keyword." And we've said already in our mastermind four years ago, keyword rank is dead. It's dead. And it's not dead. It's too, of course, it's super important, but you cannot influence it. You cannot say, I want to rank for this specific keyword. So I put it in my title, in my keywords, and everywhere I can, I put that keyword in. But then Amazon knows already, based on the reviews that you have, they analyze the reviews. If that keyword is not appearing in your reviews or the, keyword, the, the products that uh, really rank well for these keywords, other things are mentioned in the reviews. You can do whatever you want. You cannot fit into the box, right? You cannot fit. Your product is simply not relevant in that area. So, so we've seen a lot of the fight is happening, and we call that like that's the 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 the, the non-behavioral features, so to speak. Non-behavioral features. There's two things in the Amazon algorithm: the behavioral features and non-behavioral features. And non-behavioral features, everything that the, uh, uh, that's a snapshot. Amazon can take a snapshot of your listing. They see all the keywords that are on it. They can make an analysis of your images, maybe. Um, they can see the keywords, uh, the, the the reviews, which is which is well, that's kind of well, that's a borderline um, behavioral non-behavioral because it's based on the behavior of the people. But the clicks of people, like if they see where is your product visible, how many people do click on it, and what search query they put in, what's the search intent, which Amazon also knows, what are the previous products that, that people bought when they come to the search query. And then how likely are they to click your product? And that's that's what they predict. Because like, if you start selling, they, they don't know the, this data. And that's one of the things they fix in the cold start problem, right? You don't have historical data. You don't have behavioral features. You had like zero clicks, zero conversions. So Amazon don't know. And you have zero reviews. So they make up, based on the, the market standard, they make up those metrics. And that's machine learning technical language. But that's the priors. They call it priors. So they say we are we have 15 bars, three of them are empty, so we cannot measure them. So we fill in the blanks. We say we predict this item is having a CTR of 3.5% and a conversion rate of 18.2%. We predict that, right? And then we believe that the average review rate will be 4.653%, where people are mentioning in reviews X, Y, Z. Those are 
the prior to them was on uh, put in. And then they go check it. They see, well, if your listing is selling and if it's if it's a day or two days live, they can see that. They actually can measure it by the hour. So they send traffic from specific keywords. So they give you, well, that's maybe too long and too technical, but they have spear phishing uh, queries. So they say, we're going to test your product with this specific query. And then they put you somewhere on top, like for a couple of minutes, right? And then they drop it down, back down. You cannot notice it. You don't know where it is. They don't, they're not open about it, but they call it spear phishing. So they, they see if your product is listed like on the top three um, uh, of search results, how well is it performing compared to the other products where they do that for? So and that's how they determine like, oh, hey, your product, we give like, it, it had like, like 55 sessions and it had like three clicks. Oh, that's in, that's interesting. So that's almost a 6% CTR. That's better than market average because that's 4%. Let's give it another try. And that's how they how they try and test your product, like if it's if it's doing uh, pretty well. Well, um, well, long, long story short, but um, that, that's what we've seen happening in Amazon. I actually forgot what the question I'm actually answering. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about... Uh... We were talking about the different metrics that maybe people were too focused on uh, oh, yeah, versus the ones that are actually uh, helping them. So yeah, so but but, I think but you all, answered pretty good though. Yeah, it all comes down to the same metrics like CTR and CVR, and and yeah, but sure. there's much more to those metrics, and I'm trying to explain it very fast uh, in in this call. But there's much more to that. Um, uh, but th those are the metrics that are super important because those are the the behavioral features that Amazon sees. Like, how are people interacting with your listing? Other things are like how how long do people stay on your listing? How long do they watch um, your video that is in the listing? Like those are are, I mean that's all measured based in like milliseconds. Like if 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 people stay on your listing for a little bit longer, and your conversion rate is higher, they know hey the interaction with this page is higher and longer. So there's something good on this page. Like that's everything that's Amazon compared. That's all behavioral features. So the more there is you listen, the high, the longer you can get people engaged, the more important it will become or the more impact it will have in, in your ranking. Of course, your CTR and CVR have to be good, but that's also metrics that are important. I, I have a question, Mel's, that you might know the answer to, maybe not. But like if somebody is searching on Amazon and they pull up a listing, I do this all the time. I'm so guilty of it. I'm like looking for something. I have a couple Amazon listings up on different tabs and then I get distracted and I walk away from my computer. Is that... Like, do they track like live time on the screen, like where the mouse is moving and things like that? Or after I like shut down my computer, maybe not even shut it, just close it so it sleeps. Is that still considered like active time on the page? Am I no? They see they, 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 like well, they see that. Like it's it's very okay. rare that you stay on the page. Like if a video is playing, that but they're very good at cutting out the noise. So they see if it's interacting with the page. If you open like five or six or seven tabs, um, uh, they can see if the same because it's the same session. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you, right. if they see in the same session, session ID that you're you're um, you're actually on another page interacting with it, they say you're not attracted with this page. If you walk away from your computer, they say it's idle time. They can they have metrics to measure that. Like I don't know how, but it's it's possible to do. Yeah, that's the yeah, same yeah. way that you get like logged out from a session after X amount of time that you're not interacting with the page. Fair point. Yeah. Okay, got it. Because I'm like, I'm skewing all these people's data. I feel so bad. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they are smart enough to filter that out. Yeah, no, no problem. Awesome. Very nice. Well, I think this would be a good time to transition to Intellivy and tell us more about what it is that you guys do, how you help sellers, and then we'll uh, move into how they can get a hold of you. But tell us more about Intellivy. Yeah, well, Intellivy was created in twenty end of twenty seventeen um, uh, because well, we we've learned the hard way that. 
we've made products the wrong way, right? We had, we had a product uh, 2014, we started selling on Amazon. Then 2016, we started developing our own product from scratch. I think it was end of 2015. We said, away from the copycats, we just want to make our own. But we were just a bunch of guys in our office, right? And we had a product that was mainly bought by women. So we came up with a fancy design. It was a, like a, a mold. It was a, it was a, it was an electronic product. Uh, we came up with a mold. Um, um, we designed it with a 3D designer that we've had, and 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 we were all like 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 we said this this have to be a home run. This is an awesome product. Looks great. Like the shape of it is like fancy, and but we were just a bunch of guys. So we liked it. We actually stole something from from another product that was like a male product. We said, oh, this is a great design. It looks good. So we developed it, and it. Like whatever we did, it didn't take off. We've invested $150,000 into making the mold. Then we had, um, we have expectation, high expectations. So, but long story short, it costed us $750,000 in lost profit. That, and that's including like cost. So we had like deep, deep in the red. So we thought like, okay, this is wrong because we found out later that it was main, mainly female customers buying our product. And then we like, but so we showed it to a couple of females. We don't like it. They said, why not? We don't know. It just doesn't feel. We like this more. One of our competitors were like, "What? This product is like that's not beautiful. Ours is much better." No, we just like this one better. So we thought, like, okay, how can we fix this problem? Like, how can we avoid like, like, well, falling in the same trap again? Mm -hmm. And then th that got us to like, hey, we have to create our own, um, um, like, like test group, like our focus group of people. So we did that manually. It took us a lot of time to do. Um, got a bunch of people together. Then we asked one time, we asked them a question. The next time they were biased. So we're like, of course, and you know what kind of products this are. So that was not the right way to do it. So we thought it have to be done differently. Well, and then Pickfu was already there. So we use Pickfu a lot, but Pickfu was not like they had, they didn't have the option to do that. Like we had, like, we want to see it. We want to give, well, the people show people the products in, in comparison with each other. So we want to see like it's a marketplace where you go, you go to Amazon, that's where you buy the product, you have a certain problem you want to fix so you go with a situation or a problem in mind you go to the marketplace and then you want to look to like what product would i would i would i choose and what, which product would i pick and, and why um so th there was not a service that that was doing that it was well very very expensive ones um uh, and then we checked we had like people that were did the same thing at procter and gamble um uh spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars into making this focus group and testing with product like well that's maybe we don't we want to do it simpler. We we don't sell in a physical store, so we sell online. So can we do that online? So that's how the idea was born of like how can we do that in like a, an online setting, like getting this focus group together and then asking them questions, like and, and having like iteration after iteration after iteration. So the next product, the same type of product, the next one we developed from scratch with the right audience, which was females in in age group like thirty to forty five. Um, so we selected those, and then we made our, our design exactly together with those people. And it was not the design that we liked the most. It was the design they liked the most. And then we sold the product. It was a home run. So And it's still selling very well. Um, so that is where you see like the difference. That's how IntelliFi was born. And then we kept it close to our chest. So in 2018, um, we, have, we, well, we created a mastermind around it because we said we don't want to give away uh, all our golden nuggets, and then everybody will... Uh, reap the rewards we just want to benefit from it ourselves pretty selfish but well, not selfish we, we we said that we create a mastermind and 
it well what's in happening in the market a lot is like copycats like especially if, if from the far east that they they make all this stuff and we had more campaigns than that and we've seen a lot of like people trying to copy that stuff in in, in the in the years later years um but in a mastermind we opened up like some friends they said well can we use it too because this is this very fancy and cool uh we said yeah sure uh, join the mastermind and then we can give you all the the, the information and the access and, and and that's how we develop the tool and fine-tune it uh to to a higher level and there were more, more tools included than, than only this but um uh, in 2022 2021 when we found out like the amazon algorithm is changing rapidly the only thing that will work in the in the future is if you listen to consumers correctly so why not open up this tool and actually make a one because we invested like millions of dollars into this tool uh, we thought like hey you know we we can well maybe make some money and share uh share it with the world and at the same time and that's like what we want is be we want to have around us like as customers of intellivy like the new marketplace dominators the new e-commerce dominators and we believe that the, what we said earlier in this in this in this uh, uh recording um that the tide is shifting like that the big sellers of today will not be the big sellers of tomorrow and we see that happening actually right now um so we want to be around we want to have those people around us like as customers to learn together uh, and to dominate the space together um and it's not something that we can do on our own like we always want to learn from others like what what kind of feedback can we get to to improve things um so a lot of the campaigns that we have and have up our sleeves uh is not based on what we actually uh, created but it's also based on what like well, our close friends and what we call it from the mastermind and our customers that we have right now are actually requesting and they come up with a great idea like hey can we do this can we can we try it like this way we're like hey that's a very interesting okay but if we can do this and then we put it back in the group like oh but then you can do this as well and maybe you can add that as well so that's how we created this whole tool and it's not well it's still better like it's better it's probably always stays stays better because everything is changing so fast um but but that's how it's born so and 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 now we focus on like okay now we're going to do it mainstream and it was a pretty fight pretty big fight that we had in the mastermind like yeah but now you're giving away the tools that we've been uh, that we had for ourselves and we'd like yeah but it will become better because if you can do this we can also do the xyz and that's what they said yeah that makes sense and actually that benefited all of us so that's when we opened up like nine months ago it's not a tool of nine months old it's it's uh, so it was in july last year that we opened up to the in, in a launch with amazing.com um but now we come to like yeah we never heard about you no you didn't because that's <laughs> very good so everybody kept their mouth shut um uh, but that's how intellivy was 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 born and what intellivy well what it is that was the next question that you asked so yeah it is a market we, we call it a market research tool so listen to consumers basically read the mind of your consumer right so so we can ask them any question in the right way so and that's also not very easy because uh we found out if you ask the question the wrong way you have a problem with framing you have a problem with mm -hmm. bias um uh so it's it's a pretty uh important to ask the questions the right way so we partnered up with people that are very famous in this space that are very good at this like specialists even even uh, behavioral science uh, uh people phds from uh actually former university of washington um a phd who was very good at, at at behavioral science um and they helped us like crafting these type of campaigns like how can you ask a question in a di digital way to avoid bias as much as possible because there's always some form of bias and with the right framing to put people in the right perspective so that the questions that you're getting are actually something that you can well bank your conclusions on right mm -hmm. so that's how we did it that's how we are doing it and that's how we think we can help um the world right and especially and that's where we're focusing on the most right now is 
Amazon sellers. It's not only for Amazon sellers. It can be used for, I mean, we have campaigns specifically for Amazon. We have Google Shopping scenarios where you can like basically have the Google Shopping tiles or, or Walmart. Uh, uh, we can mimic the, uh, the Walmart marketplace. You can run campaigns there. Um, uh, but e-commerce is, is where we start right now because that's where our bread and butter is. We still have our own brands. That's where our main focus is. Um, um, and and that's that's also that's where our knowledge is. So that's where we can share. Um, so yeah, that's in a nutshell answering your question, maybe. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and then my final question of the episode is just where can folks learn more about IntelliV and reach out if they have any questions for you? Yeah, sure. Go to IntelliV.net or marketing at IntelliV.net, send an email or find me on social, um, Facebook, um, Melsterlo. There's not many of my <laughs> people that are named the same. So and then with my face is on, on it as well. So you can probably recognize me. Yeah, reach out in any way. I mean. We're open to to chat with anyone, uh, especially well, we can learn together. Um, uh, and if you want to sign up, go to IntelliV.net to sign up. Okay, That's perfect. And for the that. audio audio listeners, that is spelled I-N-T-E-L-L-I-V-Y.net. So IntelliV.net. Awesome. Thank you, Mel, so much for all this incredible information today. This is definitely a, a listen twice episode, right? Because you dropped so much good knowledge. <laughs> listen once and then second time for oh. notes. <laughs> That's how I do it, at least. So. <laughs> awesome. What, wonderful. Thank Look. you so much for being here and, and for everybody who tuned in today. And we will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.